Are you ready? Let's get it. Here we go. It's about to go down. Real talk with Pastor B. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Real Talk with Pastor B. Ah, we are here. We are here today. And of course, I am joined by no other than Shanika. <laughs> Shanika's in the house. Shanika's in the house. Hey, Shanika. What's up, Pasha? How are you? I am great. How are you? All is well, ma'am. All is well. So we're at part two of 2022. <laughs> you know, we're halfway through the year. We are. By the time this airs, we would have definitely been in what third quarter 2022 girl no girl. i don't know passion we no. we ain't doing we ain't it's doing gonna, it's, it's gonna be july <laughs> it's july uh, specifically it's july fourth weekend absolutely absolutely so by the time this airs um we would have celebrated the fourth of july america's day is that what we doing she Look, Juneteenth was a couple of weeks ago. Juneteenth was a couple of weeks ago. Mm. What we do for Juneteenth? Uh, I hate to say. I hate to say this. Um, I had the day off. Had the day off. What did you do? Did you reflect upon the struggles that your over that your ancestors overcame? Shit, I don't even remember June. Did you, did you pour some libations? Why are we? Not down your throat. <laughs> are we talking about June 19th, the official day? Or are we talking about June 20th when the United oh, States gave us any that day, day? Any day of the weekend. Girl, I remember that weekend. And I hate to say it, but you know what? I don't either. I know I did something. <laughs> and Shanika, you're usually into... Um, Oh, you know what I did? What did you do? Let me tell you. I took a trip to Orlando. You took a trip to Orlando? It was a turnaround trip. Um, one of my friends, she had a housewarming. I drove down Saturday, came back Sunday. So I fellowshipped. You did fellowship. Now you got to make me look at my... Mm. Look, I had to pull out my calendar to realize that's what I did. So actually, Juneteenth was on Father's Day. Yes. You know what? Now that I think about it, what's today's date? <laughs> so messed up. Um, I don't remember. I wish you all could see her over here looking at her <laughs> calendar on her phone. Trying I, to just I felt like I did something. Juggle her memory. I think I had family in town that weekend. Oh, yeah, because your sister came. Yes. To do some remodeling. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I enjoyed my three-day weekend. We're trying to get some things done. But in regards to, I guess, how we as African-Americans should be celebrating Juneteenth, uh, I can do better. How does that look? I'm real interested in how people actually plan to celebrate the holiday. You know what? Let me say that differently. First of all, we those people who have been celebrating mm-hmm. holiday, they've been celebrating holiday, and they know how to, and they know how to. Mm-hmm. So for um, the new Negroes who just realized that Juneteenth was a thing, 
The new spiritual Negroes. The new spiritual. Yes. Hmm. I think going forth, it, it's we, we should reflect upon how we're going to celebrate. Let's say 2023 and moving forward. I think so. You know, I did see some community-based events that were happening. Um, but I think that's our default. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if that's intentional enough though. No, no, no. I, I definitely think it should be education based. Um I know pre-pandemic. Pasha, did you come to my Juneteenth event? I did. did don't try to play me. I, I'm trying to remember, you know how It was hot. It was hot. That's another thing. It wasn't that hot. Shit. Pasha. You did it two years back to back, I believe. The last one that I went to. Um, it was at the park. Yeah. Now we, I believe you did. Were able to secure a, a nice size pavilion. A nice size, but it was hot. You ain't had no misty fans going and oh, shit. Look. Oh look, because I'm trying to get you in tune with what your ancestors went through. They didn't have that either. They and didn't even have the pavilion. Let so. me tell you something. And they did it all so that I wouldn't have to. You know what? Shout out to the ancestors. Shout out. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Dead ass wrong. So we're going to be more intentional going forward, starting with 2023 Juneteenth. I think, you know, and here it is, COVID, because let's, uh, I'm, I don't want to give a pass. It is an excuse. Mm-hmm. So because legally it just became a holiday, I know, unfortunately, that some people are not as knowledgeable as they should be with the holiday. So it's kind of, we starting up. Right. Mm -hmm. We're starting up even, you know, with the celebrations that you've had for Juneteenth prior to it being a legal holiday, COVID sat us down. So moving forward, just being a little more intentional. So we're going to run with that. We are. Okay. Because I don't like this. (laughs) This pressure. 2023. We'll be out in these streets. We are. So, um, I just showed Shanika my my peppers that that I have been loving on since 2021. Going to be harvesting some Jamaican scotch bonnet peppers. So I'm very, very proud of that. That's what I've been doing in my time, people. What has Pasha been doing? She's been playing in dirt and um, growing things and nurturing uh, vegetation the way things are going in the world, we all need to learn how to grow something. Something. But here it is. If everybody that you were a friend with grew one produce mm-hmm. and it was shared, mm. one, I'm not asking you to go out there and, and do a whole garden. One, pick it. Onions, peppers, corn, Herbs. When I'm talking, I'm not talking we, we could be talking about those. <laughs> but uh, cooking herbs. Let <laughs> me <be> very specific. <laughs> cooking herbs. Shit. Even flowers. Right. One thing, and everybody shared their harvest. Mm. So, Look, like we did. Like we like did. Our ancestors just did. Yeah. Look, I want. I want to learn how to grow some cabbages. One of my friends' wives, she posted on social media this huge, delectable-looking cabbage. I was like, I want that. It don't look like that at this store. And I'm going to give you a tip because I know Shanika don't do outside at all. 
right? Mm-hmm. She don't like to play in the dirt. She don't do outside. She don't do bugs. She don't do heat. But I'm going to give you a very, very easy way to grow something. You can grow it in a kiddie pool. Outside? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that one of the challenges? <laughs> well, you're going to have to go outside. Yes. But you don't have to necessarily worry about it's confined got it so you go out there you do your little watering depending on you know the weather you could do your watering however it needs to be watered but you confine it to a space you don't have to worry about going to till the earth okay you don't have to worry about even figuring out where if your if your soil is good enough you don't have to worry about um buying containers because containers can be expensive as well and I think with the kiddie pool, the old school blue plastic kiddie pools, you can grow enough that you will, you know, more than doing it in like a five bucket, um, gallon bucket, something like that. So think about that for next year. Like, seriously, one I thing. Will. I will. I have some things on my list that I want to scratch off. And mm-hmm. That's definitely one of them. Again, given the way that the world is going right now. Look, I think we all need to look into growing something or some things. Yep. So currently outside, I have um, rosemary. I have mint. I have ginger, which I started like <laughs> that ginger is on a redo. But I have some ginger that's growing good. I have an orange tree that's in year two. I have my scotch bonnet peppers and I have some bell peppers that I just planted and hopefully I'll be able to see something by September, October. Fingers crossed. My house plants are still on the struggle bus, so we'll work on it. We will work on it. We will work on it. So there's been a lot going on, you know, from the last time we podcast. And we're gonna we're we're gonna kinda not go back from that day, but we're gonna talk about what's been going on recently. And I know. Shanika brought up something <laughs> that I don't think I would have um, realized how bad the interview was until I saw it. Shanika, you going to talk about it? You know, um, I am going to talk about it. And I want to start off by saying that my heart is heavy. It really is. I don't do too much trash TV. But I will tell you, I have been a Wendy Williams fan for a couple of decades now. Mm-hmm. That was my trash TV. Mm-hmm. And she recently did an interview with TMZ. And I'm really, really upset that whoever her management team is that authorized that interview that they allowed it to go forward. Hmm. It was, I can't even say it was embarrassing. Like it, it was, it was sad. It was sad to watch her, I guess, mm, her spiraling in real time. Spiraling or have spiraled. Well, as we were watching (laughs) (laughs) all of that, all of that, as we were watching and then, Asha, when she picked up the foot. So a quick recap. We all know that the Wendy Williams show has ended. Um, Sherry Shepard's taken over the time slot. 
but the chapter of the Wendy Williams episode is kaput. As far as the TV show. Let me be very, very specific with that. So Shanika Shanika talked about, and I didn't know. She had, no, I do know that she was, she did an interview with somebody. I did not know it was TMZ. And I didn't know the context Mm -hmm. until Shanika brought it to my attention. So this reminds me of, I think it was the Adam Sandler movie where he had like the black foot, right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that is, I don't know why that's funny to me. I think he did a movie where his character had like a dead black foot, right? Can't. And so Wendy's doing this. What What would you say the reason for the interview was? Was it to unveil that she's doing a podcast? Was it to kind of put herself out there, you know, showing that she closed out this chapter of her life for, cause I know what she talked about, but I'm not sure. And maybe it was said on earlier in the interview, but she did it with TMZ and she talked about what was next. Kind of, sort of. And, and let's go with that. Okay. I, I really think, I really hope it was to unveil the next chapter of her life. Okay. And so she talks about, possibly doing or or she's going to do a podcast she talked about her lymphedema lymphedema and she then had the felt the need to reach down and pick (laughs) up the foot and put it in camera view yes she can see the foot yeah she did and no shade to anyone with this illness None at all. It was the whole interview. (laughs) (laughs) It was the context of the whole interview. And she picked up the foot and felt the need to lift it up. Wendy is how old? If not 60. I think she's in. She has to be at least 60. Let's let me talk while I find her age. so, So. The fact that in the context of this whole interview, first of all, her thoughts were so disjointed. She literally went, they would ask her a question. She literally would respond halfway through the response. It's like squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Mm -hmm. And she was just all over the place. Mm -hmm. And then for her to reach down and pick up the foot. You have the age, Pastor? 57. 57. She will be 58, I believe, on July 18th of this year. To reach down and hike up her leg to put the foot in camera view to show it. It was too much. It was way too much. And you talked about being a fan. And I think a lot of us have been a fan of Wendy Williams for even not even of a, a fan sitting back and I think being able to, I'm going to say it, appreciate her elevation and the hustle. Mm-hmm. So we all know that Wendy started back on radio years ago. Decades. Decades ago, mm-hmm. Wendy was on a Martin episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Had her little TV debut. But with that being said, you know, she was able to elevate, get her own show. And and I think Wendy's a hard, she hustled and worked for everything. At least I'm going to say she worked for everything that she had. So getting the TV show, you know, I think that was a no brainer. That was a good next step for her. Mm -hmm. And doing this, this interview with TMZ, mm, I think it could have been done differently. I think 
her presence. Um, sh- we didn't have to see her like that. That's my whole point. We did not have to have an interview with TMZ. I do understand their large platform. Ma'am, management team, you all could have created your own video mm-hmm. release, mm-hmm. edited, edited, it, 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 it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not drinking, y'all. <laughs> you could have had it edited <laughs> mm-hmm. and released it so that it was a nice package. That was concerning. That what was released was very concerning. And my heart hurts. It really does. Because I have been a, a Wendy fan for a long time. A very long time. And to see her go out so unceremoniously mm-hmm. from, the, from the hustle. Like she built. She built this empire. Yeah, it, it, was, it was hurtful. It was. Um, I guess the only thing, not the only thing, but wishing her the best. Because I do believe that if in the interview she talked about... Um, podcasting Mm -hmm. and I I think that could be a welcoming place for her seeing that she started out in radio but like you said Wendy it was a bit disheartening and it is a bit disheartening I I I think that she has built a platform and a place for her to be solidified in culture whether people like how she did it yes or no um and and for her to go out um Definitely, it could look more queenish, I'll say. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I wish her the best. We and wish I, her the I, best. And I really hope this podcast works out, and, and that's an avenue that she thrives in. Mm-hmm. I, I really hope so. Agreed, agreed. Uh, moving on, so um, recently, our Kelly Kells... The Pied Piper. Pied Piper R. Kelly. Robert Sylvester Kelly was found guilty, I believe. Um, The charges are one charge of racketeering and eight charges of sex trafficking. And I believe they tried to package this as a RICO. And uh, he was sentenced to 30 years in prison. 3-0. Well-deserved. This has been going on for at least he's been incarcerated what since 2020? I think. Let's see if I can find the, the, the probably. Um Kelly has been in custody since he was indicted by federal prosecutors in New York and Chicago in July 2019. Oh, um his 3 years behind bars have been eventful including oh, a beating from a fellow inmate in 2020 and about with COVID. So now that he's been charged, and I still think he has some pending charges, if um, this article is correct, it says, this is a BBC article that was posted on June 30th. It says he's awaiting trial for 13 charges relating to child pornography and obstruction of justice and an additional 11 charges of uh, relating to sexual assault and abuse. So the R. Kelly saga, per se, isn't, at an end, but um, what he has been found guilty of and potentially could serve 30 years in jail because I heard he was going to do an appeal. But with that being said, should there be 
and we're not even going to go into this. This is not even the main topic of, of our podcast today. But should there be other people also being charged mm. outside of Robert himself? Most definitely, because he did not do this by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's his management, his security team, friends, mm-hmm. um, he didn't do this by himself. So I most definitely think any person who was involved and aware of his actions should most definitely be brought to justice as well. What about the record label? Oh, his management team? Is there a difference? Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't know. His management team is somebody potentially that he hired to manage him. So what about the record label who was responsible for And I'm using responsible for lack of better words, but for him as an artist, um, if you hired an employee, mm-hmm. knowing that there were charges or actual facts of him um, sexually abusing children, and you allowed, not by your direct actions, but as a company, allowed for somebody who potentially sexually abused children to still be employed by you, still having access, still, because then you're the... You're the the money. I don't want to go down this. I don't want to go down this. We don't. We don't. I don't. I don't. We don't. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't. Okay. I'm I just throwing it out there. Because but, because even with you putting it from the standpoint as an employer, and I'm thinking about at my job, right? But don't think about it from your job. Let's, the entertainment field is totally different, okay. right? So they will wine and dine you. They will entice you. They will give it. They will feed the monster. Because they want money. It's, it's about money. Get, um, go out there and make us that money. I don't want to go down that aisle. Okay. As far as the employee responsibility, because I, yeah, um, that's a lot for me to process right now. Okay. I don't. Do you think the employee should be responsible? I'm saying anybody. The record who, label. I'm saying anybody that knew he was doing this and in any form or fashion mm-hmm. um, provided resources, didn't say anything, um, enabled. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Absolutely. The memes are out there by R. Kelly, though. The Internet. Uh never disappoints never fails never and shout out to twitter because when i tell you they have the best memes ever (laughs) (laughs) they have the best memes ever too soon too soon um and the whole thing with r kelly when i say it's all 30 years are deserved he has had Ample opportunity over the years to correct the behavior. Mm -hmm. And he continued because over the decades, and I'm just going to say society, the culture has had selective vision, selective hearing, 
overlooked a lot and the behavior continued dog like there's no explanation for that so gonna play devil's advocate real quick not definitely not trying to there is no sugarcoating this situation or making him less responsible but playing devil's advocate you said that there were um several times where he could have corrected his behavior if this is a psychological disorder, it's easier said than done. I think something that's factual is that R. Kelly has been a sexual vic- a victim of sexual abuse himself. Mm-hmm. If this is a medical condition, a psychological condition, and I'm not using that as an excuse, I think it's easier said than done. Um, but us as a culture, we could have made him possibly um we could have now i want to say stop this but we could have definitely made him more responsible earlier on than what we are now gonna say that um i know i saw in a group on social media a male posted so you telling me r kelly and this is not verbatim um, so you telling me R. Kelly got sentenced or indicted because of he said, she said. Mm-mm. He say, she say. Mm-mm. I'm, the only reason why I bring that up is that is a snippet of human behavior and human thoughts. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, this whole Me Too movement happened or the fact of women, people, but I am going to say women just in this context, um, not wanting to speak up when they're in situations um, of, of with other with men uh, where they've been violated, abused and things of that nature. Just be mindful. You know, words have meanings. Words are powerful. And yes, someone actually did say he he's in this situation or he was charged or he was sentenced due to he say, she say. Mm. We need to do better. Yeah. We need to do better. Um, Another thing that's going on. So the clock is definitely ticking on this, um, this thing that has been around for a while, but I think the federal government maybe didn't explain it the way that they should. So the public service loan forgiveness program was a program that started. I feel like it started like 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago. Um, however, it is a program that was supposed to help people who are employed by certain employers gain um, the ability or gain quicker access to paying off their federal student loans. So just recently, I believe in October of 2021, there is this waiver where, um, and let me go back because the prior administration and even before the prior administration, I think the lines and the rules and the criteria had been either written or not marketed so that people could clearly understand how they would qualify. I think secondly, with the prior administration that was in office, the rules were made or they were manipulated, kind of, sort of, that a lot of people 
would qualify based upon what was in black and white. But when they submitted their paperwork, they didn't qualify. Okay. So now as of last year, there's a new waiver where they've kind of um, made it known. I think there's more information that's going out about it. And they have actually did a waiver where there are more payments that's going to count towards student loan forgiveness. So in a nutshell, the program is that if you work for a qualifying employer and you've made 100, they use this term of 120 months, and I believe they use that because 120 months of employment with these qualified employers would also equate to 120 payments. So technically, if you made 120 payments towards federal student loans, I'm not sure about the private ones. I only know about the federal ones. Um, that would qualify you 10 years of payments would qualify you for loan forgiveness of those loans. Um, back in the day before this waiver, certain payments wouldn't count. And if you were, I think, in forbearance or deferment, that wouldn't count. They've now included those as um, qualifying payments. So in a nutshell, people, I want I'm putting everybody up on this if you don't know. October 31st, 2022 is the deadline in which you can submit for consideration under this new waiver that's going to expire again on October 31st of this year. If you don't do anything, even if you haven't made 120 payments, you know you haven't made any payments, go ahead and submit what you need to submit because uh, while we've been in this COVID posture, are we still in a COVID posture? Outside is open. Okay, well, while we were under this COVID posture, but um, student loans, they were halted or have halted um, payments for student loans. Those months actually now count towards the 120 months. So if you have not done so already, this I ain't getting paid. We ain't getting paid for this. We just trying to put some information out there. I believe you can go to studentaid.gov. There's a worksheet or a calculator. Um, you can search for your employment. If it's there, if it's not there, you can still, you know, call them and get information to see if your employer or if your job qualifies for the forgiveness. Um, there's, a, I think it's a two-part process. You get your employer to certify how long you've been working there. And then you send that off to Fed Loans and they calculate your payments. And that could get you one step closer to having your student, your federal student loans forgiven. So I just wanted to let y'all know that. Don't say that we ain't not telling y'all that. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, so now let's get into it. Because there's been some viral videos going around. Mm. Two in particular. Um, There was, and I don't know the, the lady's name, but she talked about, and I'm not even sure why she did this video, but she talked about how when she divorced her husband, they had a four-year-old child and that she received $69 a month. A week. Excuse me, a week. Thank you. A week for child support. And apparently, you people mm. not only went in on her, but you had an issue with her receiving the $69 a week because that, I guess it ain't enough. Well, she did mention that she received paperwork for a modification mm -hmm. saying that she was eligible for a modification after he got a promotion or something or a better job, a better job, a better job. Mm -hmm. And she declined the mm -hmm. modification. Mm -hmm. And was it the courts that kind of 
they kind of press, like, you know, you're eligible for this modification. Mm-hmm. You know, go ahead on and put in the paperwork. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, mm-hmm. that, that's not necessary. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Can we talk about it? Sure. So it's $69 a week, 69 times. I'm just round to 70 because I don't count like that. <laughs> 70 times four is 280 dollars so if i guess i was to take off four dollars what is that that's 276 that new math that new math <laughs> remove a number scratch it out it's 276 dollars in mm, i was gonna say in 2022 like that would change anything but it's 276 dollars a month enough to take care of a four-year-old Shanika doesn't want to answer that question. No, you know, first of all, disclaimer, Shanika ain't got no kids. (laughs) Shanika ain't got no kids. Um, Do we need to give a basis of what child support is truly supposed to be for? So that was my question. What is child support supposed to cover? Legally speaking, and child support is governed based upon each state, But legally speaking, child support is supposed to be payments usually paid by the non-custodial parent for the care of the child or children. And usually that financial care, and usually that equates to... um, child care expenses, insurance, and like they don't nickel and dime household expenses. It's generally supposed to be for like the overall care of a child. Got it. So at four, it's $276 enough. So I'm I'm looking at this, um, this article and it says everything you stated and they go further and say, and a safe and comfortable place to live. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's very broad. Mm-hmm. Safe is and comfortable it, is subjective. Yeah. 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 So is a part of that money supposed to be used towards my mortgage or my rent? Or to keep the lights on or the heat on so the child doesn't get cold in the wintertime? Technically, yes. However, they're not asking the custodial parent about those expenses to figure out what percentage of that the non-custodial parent. So they don't ask Generally speaking. Bills. Okay, Like in the state of Georgia, and I am not a child support pro, but because we're in the state of Georgia, the state of Georgia is normally that they take the combined income of both parents, whatever calculation or percentage that they use. And that is what the non-custodial parent should take into that should they they should be paying. So they're not asking you how much do you pay for your mortgage just because that's not going to increase the amount that the non-custodial parent should pay. Okay. Because it's all based upon income. Now, we do know that this differs 
depending on the finances of the parents. So, for example, Shaq, right? He not paying $69 a week. Shaq ain't paying $69 a week. So, the um, and the the comfort, what was the word? Safe and comfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Hold on. <laughs> Based upon Shaq, the court could yes. consider... The court could consider safe and comfortable. They could take living expenses into consideration, right? Because his safe and comfortable. Based upon the amount of money that he makes. You know, I really hate these conversations. Um, And I just want to go back to something you said in previous podcasts. Family court. Wasn't meant for <laughs> family court weren't was not meant for non-married people. Mm-hmm. And it seems as though there are a lot of non-married people who are in this situation. And because it wasn't set up that way, there are so many um, areas mm-hmm. that it, it just doesn't work. It is not beneficial. Um, Oh, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> ultimately, I feel, my two cents, going back to the posting, if the custodial parent feels as though $69 is enough for her mm-hmm. and what she has going on, mm-hmm. so be it. I personally feel, ideally, if the adults who made the child can sit down and have a conversation about the needs and wants of the child outside of family court. Do that. Mm -hmm. Keep these people out of your business. Mm -hmm. Do that. I have nothing else. Just, 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 just try as much as you can to be adults about the situation. If you need a third party, whether it is a professional mediator or a family member or friend who has some sense, who's logical and who can mediate the situation do that, but stay out of these people courts, personal opinion. And I get it. And and so even when she did a follow-up video and kind of, or maybe even the original post, she explained that child support is for the care of the child. Mm -hmm. It is not to supplement your income or your situation. It is not meant. It's not a come up. It's not a come up. It's not taking you into consideration or your expenses outside of what your responsibility to that child would be. Um, It's not taking, and I don't think it's taking into consideration other children that you have to take care of. Um, It's supposed to take into consideration the needs for that particular child. Four years old, um, she didn't talk about, like, um, who had insurance or who was taking care of the insurance. She didn't go into detail to say who, if the child was in daycare. But I'm going to tell you what she did say. She clearly said that she had another man that she was laying next to, and it was that. Mm -hmm. She was married. You know, these folks need to hear specific. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. She, she had remarried. She had remarried. She ain't had another baby daddy. Mm-hmm. She was remarried. Mm-hmm. 
and that it was her new husband's responsibility to take care of her needs and her wants and that that child support money was only to be used for what the four-year-old needed and wanted. And at that time, a four-year-old don't need and don't want a lot of anything. But people are going in. There's this underlying thought in our culture that I guess because you have, you you mentioned it because you have a baby with a man and he's supposed to take care of you, the baby, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I am, because I, I, me and Shanika had a long conversation before this podcast. We had a podcast before the podcast. We always have a podcast before the podcast. My left brain and my right brain be, be, be battling with each other. So, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what I heard her say was $69 a week was enough for her. Even when the court wanted a modification or um, it was time for a modification because he had a different job. She said $69 was enough for her because not only had she remarried, he remarried and had obligations to take care of. And she was okay with that because if the $69 a week, the $276 a month was enough to buy her baby something to eat when the baby wanted something to eat, you know, some little clothes, whatever, whatever, that it wasn't supposed to be solely on the non-custodial parent to not only 100% take care of that child, but to also supplement or take care of her as well, especially because she had moved on. We always talk about being intentional. We always talk about communicating, right? And what it appears is that if she's okay with it, not saying that everybody has to be okay with it, but can people benefit by truly looking at what child support is supposed to be about? What is child support for? And removing your emotions from it. Because I think that plays heavily into the situation as well. People are still hurt about the relationship dissolving. Mm -hmm. So look, I'm going to make you pay. I'm Mm going to make your life hell Mm -hmm. for the sake of making your life hell. Not because I need this money, not because I'm considering the best interests of the child. Mm -hmm. My feelings are just hurt. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that that snippet into the human behavior. This is another this is another snapshot of human behavior and how I think people are walking around wanting people to pay, especially when children are involved. We trying to get at, attack, seek revenge. Um, when it's not in the best interest of the child or it could potentially not be in the best interest of the child. Um, we're also making emotional based decisions. Um, and we're not looking at factually what is child support meant for. And I think you said it great about if you can keep the courts and we can't always do this. I understand. But if you can keep the courts out of your business, then that may be the best thing for you to do, especially when you have a parent or you are able to co-parent or the other parent is able to, you're, you're able to work something out because this court system 
not only from family court, but from um, the other side, criminal court and everything else, it is not usually set up for our culture in particular to get its just deserves or its justice from. So um, talking about being emotionally um, wrapped up in things or leading or making decisions from an emotional base, there's another video that's going out. Or has that's out it's talking about um, it's this infamous McDonald's video. And I've seen so many different skits and memes about it. But in a nutshell, there is a woman. I'm just going to label her. I don't want to say baby mama. What's a better word? There's a beat. Can I call her BM? A BM? Baby mama. Sounds like bowel movement. <sighs> There's this young lady. Young lady. Who videotaped, and let's preference, because what we subsequently found out that this may not even be a, a true thing. Um, she's a TikToker or some social media person who does these videos, but it's this McDonald's video that's going around. I'm pretty sure that you've already seen it. But allegedly, she is recording her babies, a young man who she's procreated with. I think they have one child. He's dropping off McDonald's to their um, their son and her issue is she has not he did not bring McDonald's for the other children that are not his and with that being said she recorded him she wanted everybody to know how selfish she was and at the end of the day the McDonald's landed on old ye ground <laughs> And she ended by saying, if you can't bring McDonald's for all of them, then ain't none of them going to eat the McDonald's. And social media was up in uproars about this. Again, I have seen so many comments and so many posts. Um, I think are the lines. Is it divided? Would you say men feel one way? Women feel another way? Oh, no. Okay. Oh no. Okay. Um, based on what I've seen, the vast majority of the individuals were leaning toward the man. Based on what I've seen, that he was, he was, he he was not wrong mm -hmm. for only looking out for his child. Mm -hmm. And so let let let's go back and reiterate this. We do understand that this was a skit of some sort by this TikToker, but we also know this is also real life for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And what do you do in these situations? Mm -hmm. Like, like I'm really curious, what do you do? So based on some of the responses, I, what I saw was most people, the short answer was he is not responsible for any other child except his. That's the short answer, mm -hmm. right? Ideally, you know, people uh, suggested things such as, oh, he could have got a $5, hot and ready or something of that sort, or he could have just cashed at her $20 and let her figure out how she was going to spend the money on all the children. Or she could have split the sandwich look, in four. And, and look, that was so raggy. <laughs> <laughs> the kids having tapas. Yeah. <laughs> you see how small a McDonald's burger is? Literally, it was a bites <laughs> mm -hmm. with a couple of fries. Mm-hmm. How do, how do we handle those situations? 
Now I need the elevated pastor to come on this conversation. <laughs> Are we going to be messy and then take it to another level? You know, sometimes we got to dip and dab. We got to dip and dab. So I agree with the majority. Legally. (laughs) Dramatic pause. (laughs) Legally. Legally. He's not responsible. He's not. Like, cut and dry. He's not. He's not, right? But as we dissect this video more, there were a few things that she said. And I know, Shanika, when we talked about it earlier in the week, um, I mentioned about a food, a potential food shortage. Again, going back, that this is probably a skit, but this is somebody's real life. This is happening. So posing questions, because I don't think we're ever going to get to what's the right way that this situation should be handled. But if there was, if she does have a food shortage in the home, I don't want to use the word obligated either because I think that's a trigger for some people. Mm-hmm. Should he step up to the food shortage or should he help with the food shortage in the home? She also said, you knew what time it was before you started messing with me. You knew what it was. Ooh. Hmm. And going further in that conversation, in her subsequent video as well, she explained that the three older children are not his children and the younger one is their their child that they share. So she's like, he knew I had these children before or while we were messing with each other before we actually had our child. She also mentioned that while they were in a relationship, he set a precedent. I'm going to use that word. He set a precedent. What that mean? What that mean? That mean he used to bring all the kids something to eat when they was together. So he did this in the past and now he's doing something differently. Precedent people. Thirdly, what she said was, it appears based upon the words that she uses that they're still hooking up to have sex. Sex? Sex. With that being said, does this change the viewpoint of legal obligation, legal responsibility versus I'm going to say situational responsibility? You go first, Pasha. You go first. <sighs> <laughs> we talked about this left and this right brain of mine fighting each other. Oh, I know. Uh, man, listen. <laughs> what I will say is that we need to, because you posed the question, and what, maybe we need to segue to your question. Because your question, where you try to, instead of trying to nitpick going back and forth or figuring out what we could have done differently, right? I want to talk about what your question is, because, again, we're going to talk about these these reactions, these human reactions. And I want y'all to be very clear. We all what we should know. I think me and Shanika know social media is a small percentage of what the real world is supposed to be for most people. But for a lot of people, they live out their lives on social media for a lot of people. 
Social media influences them on a daily basis. And this is what their life looks like. So Shanika posed a question on social media to get human reactions or human responses. And I'm going to turn it over to her. (laughs) The question was, how would you suggest people with children from multiple partners address an imbalance of resources and participation from non-custodial parents? Simple. Simple. Should be simple. Simple. There was a variety of answers. Um, There were a couple that stood out. um, And one, and I'm not going to mention any names, um, but... One was learning how to set standards and vocalize expectations from the onset of any new relationship. We always talk about communication. Mm -hmm. We don't do enough communicating. Mm -mm. Can we pin it? Not pin what you're going to say, but communication as far as we talked about this. How the response could have been different. Yes. If she had communicated more effectively and less demanding, I'll say. So twofold. One, going into the relationship, going into any relationship, if you know that the person that you're interested in having a relationship with already have children, what is the role and expectation of you coming into that relationship with the, with the partner. I think that needs to be communicated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, secondly, it just referencing the video, because sometimes when, you know, when we're emotionally involved in a situation, our, I, how we come across is disrespectful. She was really disrespectful in that video. She was. If I am in a position where I need some assistance, I need some help. Look, look, bruh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My money doesn't come in until the 11th. Can I hold something? Can I get $20? Look, I need some grocery. Can you help me out? Mm-hmm. A simple request. Mm-hmm. As opposed to you knew and you always mm-hmm. the fact that you even have your camera out recording this interaction mm-hmm. automatically sets a certain tone. Because he says that you got your phone out. What you got your phone out for? Mm-hmm. So all of that, all of that needs to be addressed. And again, we know people who look like this. Mm-hmm. We know people who look like this. What response do you expect somebody to have when they approach you in a disrespectful manner when 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 they could benefit from the resources that you have? Mm-hmm. Come on now. But again, going back to the beginning, a lot of people already have kids. What is that passion? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the technology. Continue, please. But, uh, Oh, if you meet someone that already has children, are we having conversations about whether or not, you know, what do you expect from me coming into this relationship? You have children already. What's the relationship with the other um, parent, the other non-custodial parents that's in that dynamic? Are we having these conversations? What, What do you want from me? And it was really funny 
because Pasha and I, you know, we had a, a good little laugh. Um, some of the expectations that we are getting up in arms about, you do anyway for somebody else, right? So, Yo. how many, it could be, uh, what's the new term now? Uh, I'll just say a homeless person. A homeless person on the street. <laughs> Wait, well, what's the new term going to be for a homeless like, person? Like home insecure or, or un- unhoused. Unhoused. Unhoused, that's mm-hmm. the new term. Yeah, it can be an unhoused person on the street. You'll give them $5. You'll give them $10. Mm-hmm. So somebody that you're dealing with on a regular basis, whether or not you're intimate or not, if they have a need, why can't you help and assist with that need if you'll do it for a stranger on the street? And I, and I like that thought process because had it been his homeboy who needed $20. Yes. Probability, not even speaking specifically with him, probability of this being anybody, if your homeboy needs $20, you gonna, if you got it, you're going to give it to him. At no point in time, but besides him, I think, trying to respond to her rationality where he was like, so you expect for me to um, go in my account and, and, and spend extra money. I think... I didn't hear him say he didn't have the extra money. So had it been his homeboy who asked him for $20, he probably would have gave his homeboy $20. Um, his homeboy also wouldn't be like, eh, yeah, bah, bah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. facts, facts. And I think <laughs> what people can also see or they should be able to see from this interaction, whether it be with you and whomever, people react your energy, mm-hmm. right? Because I think she came with that energy and he gave it back to her. And she didn't like that because I don't think that she, maybe she, I don't want to say she's used to getting what she wants. No. But what I will say is that she met him with a certain amount of energy and he's, he even tried to say, well, bring my son outside. Well, put the other kids in. And I'm not saying that those are the right options. What I am saying though is I think, even in all of this, she may have been at a heightened place that he didn't even actually go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but let's let's go back to some of the other the other responses. Uh, there was another response that I really really liked, um, and um, look because I'm not hooked up to passion Wi Fi, my phone acting stupid right now, but I can remember what she said. <laughs> She said something to the effect of um, as give me an option. Again, I pose this question, not necessarily from a custodial parent, uh, a non-custodial parent, but I did elaborate it out um, also to include the village. So let's think of it from, let's think of it as a grandmother, right? So let's say grandmama came and got her grandchild. This is just my grandchild. I don't know the mother grandkids, those other children over there. I, I can't take care of my grandchild. How would that look um, when you're providing for one child that has to interact with other siblings? And her comment was more so, let's have a talk. Grandmama, non-custodial parent, auntie, let's have a conversation about what it is. Again, going back to the communication. Mm-hmm. 
what are you bringing to the table? What are you providing for this child? And mm, give me an opportunity to try to match that or give me an opportunity to create an environment where the other children don't feel as though they're missing out on something, right? Mm -hmm. So how this could look in this particular situation. If she had asked, hey, this is what I need from you, right? And he said, I'm bringing McDonald's. She could have simply said, you know what? That McDonald's is going to cost about five, six dollars. I don't have the money because my check doesn't come or I don't get my um, food stamps until the 11th. Instead of spending six dollars on one meal, can you buy a five dollar foot long or can you buy a five dollar hot and ready? That way all the kids are taken care of as opposed to you having the same resource and just providing for one child. Again, it goes back to communication. We are not having these conversations. And my question is, why? Why do you offer less? Why do some people offer less opportunity um, to people they have actually laid down with and procreated than you would a stranger on the street? Because we don't like each other. That was a mic drop. We don't like each other. I, I am, I am almost a hundred percent convinced that men and women, outside of when there is a true platonic relationship or a romantic relationship, I am convinced that we just don't like each other. And we. And, and you know what? And, and I try so hard to be positive about <laughs> various situations, but it truly appears that way. It truly appears that way. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I'm interested in just continuing this conversation because I do, I, I, I tend to operate more from a village type perspective and in this situation or similar situations I would hope that the adults the adults whoever the adults are whether it's the non-custodial parent extended family members work together to figure out what's in the best interest of all the children right mm -hmm. instead of Mm, not dealing with the situation proactively. Again, if you meet someone that you're interested in and they already have children, what kind of conversations are we having? Are we even having conversations? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Or is it just my interest in you? When are you going to let me hit them skins or, I, or what I can do for you as opposed to the extended family? I do believe that that's for some it is the looking at the individual person versus looking at the package. The package. Um, I don't believe that we're communicating. And, and, and I'm going to also play devil's advocate in, in regards to the communication. So not only do we need to communicate, but we also need to be um, ready to deal with when someone, after you've communicated... And someone's not living up to that. Mm. What you going to do? Are we pulling coattails? 
coattails, ponytails, ponytails, <laughs> back of shirts, all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can be very intentional and walk into something and you can communicate. You can set expectations. You can do all of that stuff. And so when that person either fails to live up to that expectation, that standard, whatever, the obligation, what you going to do, boo? What you going to do? Because a lot of people want to jump into the realm of when you pose that question, and I think, so the video was meant to provoke or incite. It was for social media, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. But because this is truly people's life, this gave the opportunity for humans to respond based upon their experience or whatever at all. I ain't cursed all podcasts. I will not. I was about to come out. (laughs) But it gave people, social media gives people a voice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the voices, some a voice that they wouldn't have had if it wasn't for social media. Sometimes people um, either put on or they reveal, Mm -hmm. right? So with that being said, people puffing a chest. About what should have happened. Oh, well, she should have chose a better baby daddy. She should manage her womb better. Or based upon your question. Mm. That a woman should manage their womb better. I am so... (sighs) At the end of the day. Yeah. She could have managed her womb better. So she wouldn't have dealt with possibly dealt with the situation like this. And I'm not talking about just the immediate with this baby daddy, but the other ones, right? But this baby daddy, cause what she said was, you knew what time it was. Mm. He could have used discernment. Better dick management. Better dick management. Absolutely, and I'm not even gonna go into the whole Roe versus Wade, but in the, in 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 that conversation, there is the whole birth control aspect, right? And mm. all parties need to be responsible for all A L L capital A L L. All parties involved need to be responsible for. The prevention of pregnancy, if that is what you're on. If you don't want to have a child, do the best you can to prevent it. All birth control doesn't work all the time. What we going to do? Hopefully the conversation happens beforehand, although we know that's not happening. You know, what's going to happen? What happened if I got pregnant? What you going to do if I get pregnant? But we talked about Shanika. Girl, I got you. What you mean? <laughs> I got you. I'm going to take care of you, girl. And here it is. And even if that's the response and that's the that's how you led in the relationship that ultimately ended in conception and a child, how about you get with people you freaking like? Because I was about to cuss. Ooh. You freaking like. 
Right? Because don't. Are he cute, Pasha? No. He... Stop getting with people just because of how they look. Right? He got nine inches, though. And if you want to do that, again, as you said, there is a whole. You can use a pill. You can use a condom. You can use a sponge. You can use. They still got spermicide. You can get an IUD. You can get your tube side. I don't know what the hell out there, people. Right. But with that being said, you if you want to live your life, I'm mm. I'm all for hot girl summer. All a l l and hot boy summer too. And it's hot coochie bo- daddy season too. So snip snip them shorts. Snip 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 snip. Like if. <laughs> There's just look just for one second. Mm-hmm. Like, why are men so opposed to getting vasectomies? Because if I can't ski, if I can't can. wait, if I can't beat and ski, <laughs> <laughs> I never understood that. Like, it's reversible. From my understanding, it's like a 15 minute procedure. They're not taking inches off. Like, you good. You know, men lead with this what's between their legs. Right, they lead with that. Society allows for them to lead with that. We've to- I ain't gonna we do it on this allowed. one. We gonna a separate another mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. But with that being like, they lead with that, right? And so any alteration, change to the fact that they think it's a their potency, right? The fact that they think that if because of a vasectomy they're no longer their masculinity yeah compromised yeah because they don't even have the ability they it's even like shooting blanks it's not shooting it's not shooting blanks is it shooting blanks yeah right yeah it is shooting blanks but it ain't shooting blanks like how they normally say shooting blanks right i guess it is shooting well shit you shooting blanks but it's shooting blanks because you chose to right because you want to shoot a blank Mm -hmm. even when you shoot a gun that's you want to shoot up the club right if you want to you want to shoot up the club and you don't want to kill anybody yeah how about that how about that but I don't know. There's so many things. There's so many things that you can do. And I don't think that we as people are taking control of that. But going like we're willing to. I'm going to use the word love on. I don't mean like. Sexually love on, but just human to human provide support resources, love on people from a platonic place that we're not able or refuse to do when we have children with that person. Like at what point in time does the light switch go off and you no longer, and I understand because it can be situational and I don't want to take this out of context. I just want people to understand that once you go down this path of being a parent, I think being a parent is the most selfless act that you can actually do. And it's no longer about y'all. And that's from both places. So, but we love on people other than the people that we've procreated with to the point where we're not even looking out for that person's best interest. And in fact, looking out for that person's best interest, especially ones that you've procreated with, will benefit your kid. Yeah. Will benefit your kid. Like, if if your if your ex your your baby's mother is happy, 
and y'all have a good relationship, that then affects the kid. If your baby daddy is happy, then that 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 looks different. They're able to pour love in to that situation. And again, I'm just to the point where I just don't believe that we like each other. If we can't get no coochie from or some 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 peen from each other, or if we don't have that commonality of a platonic relationship, we don't care about each other. And it just is what somebody gonna have to prove me wrong. Sounds like a challenge. And I'm not sitting here saying that there aren't co co-parenting success stories because they are. But it takes for you to get to a certain place. And most of us, if we could do a little bit more Mm pre-planning and taking emotions out of the the situation, hey, maybe we'll be an overall better place. Maybe we would see less of these videos. Maybe less of these videos would be so, um, wouldn't have the ability to go viral because it wouldn't be equivalent to a lot of people's lives. And I think that's why it was so um, emotionally charged because it is reflective of so many people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I share it with Fasha. As a village member, I've even had this experience where I'm doing for one child and the parent is looking at me like, well, why you can't take the other ones? What? <laughs> what? You know? And, and and that kind of led to me even posing the question, okay, as a village member, you know, how should I approach this situation? Am I doing something wrong? Not even wrong. Can I do something differently? And let's be clear. You pose that not from a I want to get somebody moment or a trickery moment. You pose that to open dialogue or to have honest conversation about, okay, This could happen. This is happening. How do we move on or how do we deal with this situation once it happened? And a lot of people get in their feelings. Yes. They they get in their feelings about it and it's not solving the problem. Again, this this circle, this vicious cycle of no, everybody wants to point fingers Mm -hmm. and blame, but okay, it's done. So what do we do differently? How do we move forward? How do we move forward in this situation? Is there a right or wrong way that he, he or she could have handled this? This is what I think. I think she could have met him with better, better energy. And maybe that would have held or yielded a different result. Um, I think there were some complexities to this. So there's some underlying things just in the skit or in the video um, that put both of them in a position in which they looked that way. But I will say if what she's saying is that he's being petty. Then besides him not having a financial obligation or a legal obligation to take care of other, all those other children. What does that look like when you bring McDonald's for your child alone? When in the past you brought McDonald's for all these other kids. You had the $20 before. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a problem before when you was laid up with her and everything was good. Now you're just bringing it for your children. There is a ripple down effect. You don't see it because you're dropping off the food thinking, hey, taking care of my kid. Mm -hmm. 
But when that door closes and that child is at the table eating that McDonald's and the other three children aren't, what is happening? And that is a part of the discussion. Yes. Like $20, to be honest with you, for the most of us, $20, we pissed that off in five minutes doing nothing. I can go to Publix right now and buy a bag of chips, two or three large bottles of eternal water. I'm even do one different. I can go buy some sushi right from Publix, a few bottles of water, a bag of chips. That's $20. I'm going to be hungry in five hours. So what would it had cost him thinking about the effect of just bringing this food for yourself or for your son? I, I, it, we don't know if this video is true, but I, this plays out. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, it appeared, even though the way that the video, she talked to, she kept saying, you know, I don't get my, my food stamps until, so it's okay for the other kids in his mind. It's okay. He don't have to worry about the other kids. Not that it's okay, but I, that ain't my problem. So it is what it is. And that's, let's. You know, as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking as well, going back to this whole communication aspect, are the other fathers <laughs> participating? How, how does that look? And so, in her follow-up video, even though we're talking about the video, but I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing it up. In the video, they weren't. Okay. Okay. And, and, and if they were dealing with each other before, he knows that. That's why. And again. He knows that. He knows that. So. Yeah, I I just think going into situations, especially given the target market that this podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) is geared toward, when we're getting into situations, this is a part of the getting to know you process. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately, I think we lead with getting into each other's draws first Mm -hmm. and not having conversations. I can't even say having conversations last because we know some people who ain't having conversations at all. We're not having conversations at all, at all. People get in full blown relationships and they're not even thinking about the overall package. Married, married people too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, that's a whole nother podcast. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother podcast. You know, you have individuals who are anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we just need to do a better job of communicating. And again, what's the overall goal in this relationship? Uh, are we talking about the over, overall betterment of the children? What's best for the children? Hmm. Some hills ain't worth dying on. I don't think this was the hill that both of them should have died on. Yeah. Right. And we all like, God damn it. Most of us, for the most part, if we go on over to somebody's house is to get together. Mm-hmm. What you need me to bring? What you need? What you need? And and going back to my unhoused example, <laughs> <laughs> we are making a big deal out of things that we would give to a stranger on the street. Yeah. A stranger on the street. Just think how many times you may have given a stranger $5 mm-hmm. or bought somebody a meal or just donated to a charity blindly. What you put in the collection plate at church? Air week. Air week. I'm just saying. 
We don't. I, I just want us to do better with the communication proactively and throughout um, and expectations when we're dealing with the overall package, the community, the children, what you're trying to accomplish. Mm. 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 She wrapped us. Mm. With that being said, you wrap it up too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't think there's anything else left to say. We need to do better. We need to do better as people. We need to, um, everybody can be petty. <laughs> We, we we all can, but that doesn't mean that every situation warrants it. And we just need to do better as people. Um, we're at the end of this podcast. But what I want to say is, you know, we need to get our engagement up. So we're always looking for guests, right? We're always looking for guests on social media. We are on, um, where are we at? We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have a, a, a Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can hear us. Oh, hear us on Spotify. Yep, but we're looking for guests. So at any point in time, if you want to be a guest, because we always like to chop it up with people, we like to do collaborations with other podcasters. Um, you can hit us up on social media. You can send an email to passionbe at ordinarypeoplemedia dot com. The podcast is on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. We're trying to get our followers up. We plan on bringing you guys more content. So. Always want to thank you for checking us out and staying with us and and just just being you. How about that? Yes. All right. Yes. All right. So thanks for again sticking around for this one. And until next time. Peace. Peace. This is real talk with Pasha B. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not.